Is there a doctor in the house? Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I fucking do give a shit. So uh, did you miss me last week? Did you even notice I wasn't here? Uh, Rob Pritchard took over, and uh, he's brilliant and funny, and uh, he play, he knows music. And uh, he probably, I'm sure he did, like, an amazing job, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful to him. Uh, so uh, I, I was in um, South by Southwest. Can you believe it? They let people like me in, in there, but they do. And uh, my husband was giving a spiel on um, the work he's done about uh, Woody Guthrie's last years at Greystone. We're proud. Yay, Phil. Yay, Phil Bueller. And uh, he was on a panel. Not a panel. He did his, his own talk with Woody Guthrie's granddaughter, Anne. Anna. Uh, so I spent a whole week alone with my husband in a festival, which is kind of interesting. Um and uh, I talked about it in group therapy yesterday, so I am not going to discuss it here because I already talked about it in an appropriate place. This is not an appropriate place for that. Uh, but um, it was good to be away, and uh, it's good to be back. And um, I went through a little stress this week because the guy that I thought was going to be on didn't didn't like get back to me and then uh I immediately went into my dark place where of course no one you know you know you know that self-pitying place that's so much fun to get to so quickly and then uh yeah so I got there and then um sort of coincidentally I got an email about this artist from LA that I've been dying to have on the show when she comes to New York and coincidentally she's here she's right here in front of me I can see her Hi. Hi, Genevieve. Genevieve Gagnard. Say hi. Just say hi. hi. (laughs) Okay, get a little closer to the mic. All right. Okay, now say your name. Genevieve Gagnard. And that's like a French name or something. It is like a French name or something. Really? So where where would be the French in there? Um, Do you have relatives from France? uh, My dad is Creole from Louisiana. Ah. So that's. French connection. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little heads up about um, Genevieve's work, and then uh, uh, th- we're going to get right into it because there's so much to talk about. Uh, her work is is about uh, well, her work. I'm not going to say what her work is about because I'll get it wrong right in front of her, and I'm not doing that to myself. But I find what's interesting is that a her work is just brilliant and fun and funny, and um, she uses herself a lot in the work, and she creates really fun, funny environments. And uh, it's all going to be posted on my uh, Facebook uh, page and all that, so you can find it. But also, I think a lot of her work stems from the fact that she has an African-American father and a Caucasian mother. But when you look at her, and I'm looking at her right now, is your hair colored, Genevieve, or is that natural? It's naturally red. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're a ginger. I'm a ginger. Thanks to South Park, that word has become part of our our uh, vocabulary, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Is that, that how you notice? Yeah. Yeah, a little closer <laughs> to the mic, a little closer to the mic. All right. Um, so anyway, that's what I have to say. Um, so anyway, uh, Genevieve, so 
So I'm so curious. I have no idea how this is going to go, but I'm going to really ask her a lot of questions what that's like because that must be like just so fucking strange when people look at you and they think you're like Irish Catholic, but you're really like your mother's – you're from a multi-culti family. So we're going to talk a lot about that I think because I'm really curious to hear about that. Um, also, another thing that I find particularly interesting about her from what I've read is that she's gotten into art in kind of a sidewise way. She wasn't like, you know, like a lot of – like me, like a lot of us brought up and taken to museums, I'm thinking. She's from – you're from a small town, right? Yeah, in Massachusetts. So Yeah. So how many kids in your high school? Uh there was 100 kids in my graduating class, or just shy of 100. 100, yeah. So that's small. And did you grow up there your whole life? Yep, I sure did. And uh, so were you, so you kind of came into art, finding out about art, like really on your own. What did you want to do originally? Um, I guess I always wanted to do art. I was just never really encouraged to do that, like in high school. And so I would... Like, I was into taking art classes at school, but, um, you know, when it came down to, like, what are you going to do after after school? Like, what are you going to go to school for or to college for? Um, I ended up going to Johnson & Wales for baking and pastries. Oh, uh, right. Pastries. Yeah. Pastry so, chef. Pastry which, arts. <laughs> which I could sort of see in your work almost. I yeah. could sort of – because it's got all that, like, happy birthday cake feeling. It's all <laughs> birthday cake. Um Kind of dark birthday cake, though the yeah. kind of, the kind I like, the kind that has like some edge or something really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you cut into it and you're like, oh, that's not what I expected. <laughs> oh, that looks like blood. Is that blood or jelly? I don't know. Something like that, right? Maybe. Uh, here I am uh, making all these assumptions. But anyway, so I just want to uh, let you guys know that before we get started. But her career is sort of like she had the show at Spring Break. She had a big write up in the New York Times. Your career, like, are you happy with your career right now? You must be. You have to be. Yeah, it's kind of surreal. Yeah, it's going really well, right? Yeah, okay. Really great. Yeah. See, I'm telling you, you guys are so lucky she's here because in a year from now, forget it, it's either NPR or nothing. <laughs> Stop. Will you ever come back here? Sure. You've only been you haven't even been here for a whole you hour, but I always want you coming upstairs. back. There's a cat upstairs, so you like channel. Oh, you, know, you like cats. cat lady. Oh, know? good. <laughs> Lenny Lenny will be happy to hear that. He's not allowed in here though because people have allergies. <laughs> so let's start by talking about your childhood. Can you give me a little bit of a picture of like what the town you grew up in was? The town I grew up in was uh lower middle class white uh <laughs> Uh, suburban and you know so like was there a mall did um no we have uh we have like a few traffic lights a library mm -hmm. um it's you know it's got we we got a, a walmart at one point okay does so. everybody know everybody kind of kind of yeah it's a little bigger than the town that i lived in before I went to Yale, which is called Wendell, but we can mm -hmm. talk about that in a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. um, but the town I grew up in, Orange, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like you know everyone, but. Right. It's a small do. town. <laughs> they don't have like a big museum and stuff like that. No. And then no, your no. parents. So what did they do? So um, my father, he is originally from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. um, 
he is well he's retired now but he went to the New England Conservatory of wow. Music um in Boston and his instrument of choice was the bassoon. Wow. So he was <laughs> well that wasn't that I don't think that a college advisor involved in that decision did they? <laughs> um he was always into um you know band and instruments so he went to school for that and uh you know, played in orchestras and then later on uh, worked as a band teacher and music teacher in the inner city schools in Boston. So oh. he would commute from Orange to Boston and what each is day. That, what like, does that mean? Like how uh, far is it's that? It's like an hour and a half. One way? One way, yeah. Shit. Yeah. And uh, that's – and then what about your mom? And my mom is originally from York, Maine mm-hmm. and uh, – she is uh, Jill of all trades, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, very artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, had her own art rubber stamp business. Really, um, but oh. yeah, she's a real people person. Uh, oh. She loves collecting things. Uh, she has a really good eye for uh, just like vintage and you, you know. You grew up with like tons of stuff around the house i think right yeah yeah definitely. she was like a little bit of a collector totally yeah. yeah still is and still is yeah she's been an amazing help and kind of inspiration like subconscious maybe uh-huh uh, yeah i know you're close to her because you've already like instagrammed her since you've been here yeah <laughs> lenny like, but but something really worth instagramming <laughs> yeah like i had to fill her in on where i'm at right now so that's nice that you guys are close and how about your and your brothers or sisters yeah i have three brothers wow um, i have a half brother and then i have two other brothers that are uh, my full brothers and then i'm in the middle in between you know i have so one wait, younger and two older so. so there's four kids in your family? Yeah. And they're, you're the only girl? I'm the only girl. And would you say two younger, one older? Uh, one younger, two older. One younger, two older. And yeah. then there's a half-brother? My half-brother, yeah. My mom was married once before, and she had also two, a black man. And so, yes, oh, the so. rumor is true. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> well. Anyway. Um, hey, shout out to black men everywhere. <laughs> Who gives a shit whether that rumor's true or not? They're, you know, just shout out. Your guys are hot. There's a lot of hot black guys. No question about it. Just in general. So, especially your dad, probably. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus. How inappropriate. This is going to You're never coming back. Um, anyway, so um, your parents, did they have they, a good relationship? Yeah, they met in Boston. Mm-hmm. So they both ended up from where they were from and meeting in Boston. Um, and what did? how did they meet? What did they have in common, you think? Um, they have the Baha'i faith. They Is they religious? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a... Like, are they religious? Like, they go to um, church together? Are they serious? Is religion a major factor in their lives? I think it was more so when they met. That's Uh how they met. I don't really know the whole story. Do they go, are they super religious now or just Um, casually religious? They're spiritual and Mm -hmm. um, I guess I I don't know enough about where they're at with that. Well, it's now, obviously but. not really obvious. <laughs> it's not really obvious. No. And so, it's so not un- that's they're not, not a- uncomfortably religious. Okay. <laughs> well, that would be religious at all. 
for me. Um, so, uh, um, okay. And um, their relationship is, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They're still together and they still live in Orange together. So would you consider it a fairly healthy, happy household? Uh, yeah, as much speaking. as you could say that. I mean, mm-hmm. we we weren't, um, hmm, I'm thinking of like, I don't know if Co- the Cosby's is the best reference, but, you know, we're not cookie cutter. It's like we have our shit just like yeah, everyone but, else but does. No, but like, <laughs> you know, you're all together and yeah. your family's, you know, everybody's talk. I, I get people on here where they're not talking to siblings and, oh, and, yeah. and mothers and fathers and... No, we're pretty, you we're know, pretty three close or four knit. divorces. So, yeah. So you guys have a nice relationship. Are you the whitest looking one? I'm going to talk about race openly. No, my mom And it is. probably make all sorts of uh, faux pas. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to live with that. I'm willing to live with that. It's, um, that's my everyday. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you get mad at me, you can just tell me. If I if I say the wrong thing, just come right out. Let me know. Okay. I have no no qualms about hearing it. I I need to learn. I need to I need some schooling about it myself. So help me out here. Sure. But um, so um, your mom obviously is the most Caucasian looking. But you are obviously Caucasian looking. And are your brothers Caucasian looking? Well, my brothers have dark hair, so mm-hmm. my light hair, I guess. I mean, we have light skin, too, but a lot of times you can, I don't know. It's its a strange uh, thing to navigate. Like, usually people of color will kind of, like, know, but white people will be like, there's no way. <laughs> That's so interesting. So, like, when you were growing up, um, did people, if people saw your family, would they all think that, like, you know, you're, they were... You know, your father was a stepfather or something like that? Or did, how did that play no, out? For, how did it play out for you? They knew that that was my dad. I mean, I remember one time we were driving um, cross country. We were going to Louisiana um, on a car trip to see family. And I remember going to a restaurant and someone and the waitress asking if we were all in the same bill, which I thought was weird. <laughs> <laughs> So that, like, not in our town because everyone knew, like, you know, like you were asking, like, does everyone know each Mm -hmm. other? For the most part, yes. So I remember in high school, different experiences, like I was walking down the hallway once and this girl came up to me and she was like, so are you like mulatto? And I had no idea what that term meant at the time. And so I went home and I was like, mom, what does that mean? I don't know. What does it? What does it mean? I forget. I mean, it's usually it's like a slang for I mixed it, race. I thought I thought maybe it was like a slang for Spanish and white, but it's any mixed race. I thought I that's I, what you think. Yeah. I think it's black and white, and it's it's like oh, all right, yeah. Well, well let's not bring back <laughs> words that are like nasty and have retired. Let's not bring them back. Um, so, um, but. Um, how did your town, like, did you, like, I'm, of course, wondering if you had to deal with, like, being ostracized and all that stuff. So I have no idea. I have no idea. So what was, did, was it normal to you? Did you have, what was growing up in that kind of family like as far as, you know, 
as far as race goes and well being accepted. When I was at home and with my family, it wasn't a there wasn't a thought like there wasn't like oh we're different. Mm-hmm. Um, out in the world, sometimes it was more obvious. Um, but how did my you- town actually in my town we had like three or four other families that were mixed race, so there was oh, like a mm-hmm. group of us. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, so did you wind up like hanging out with those people more? Those you- people? I'm just joking. No, um, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm hanging by a thread here, honey. I mean, I'm just going to go over the edge I'm in a sorry, minute. So, I'm no, just no. I don't know where the landmines are. <laughs> Assume that I'm well intentioned. Can I, you do that? Yeah, I'm All just right, really we're, sarcastic. We're work. Okay, we're working with that. <laughs> we're working with that. Um. So uh, yeah, I mean, we had like. I think an understanding and like a bond, like the children of those families, all of us together mm-hmm. and all of us looking slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my biggest thing is that like there's no formula of what a mixed race person looks like. So for me to have to like on the regular explain myself, like that's where the art is. Right. Like what, ha- like it makes it so I can kind of, discuss those things and navigate that um, mm-hmm. a little easier. Um, right, and probably understand exactly how you feel, which is probably yeah. still confusing. Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't, like, that's... when you're asking me, like, to tell you the right way to talk about something, I don't always know either, you know? So, yeah. And I that's a lot of the things that I do in my work is, like, asking questions, like, what happens if I put this and this next to each other? Like, mm-hmm. what kind of uh, reaction does it get? And... What does it mean? And you know, right? So you learn a lot by putting putting your work out into the world and seeing how people react to it, and 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 it's different than them reacting directly to you because they're reacting to like an inanimate object, right? That they're projecting on. Is that what happens? Or yeah, or a character that I portray. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So it makes it a little easier. Like once the photograph is on the wall. I'm slightly removed from it, you know. Sure. Like the during the process, I might feel really self-conscious about an image I make um, and then have to discuss it, um, you know, with friends and family and mm-hmm. finally come to that decision um, of what, what uh, you know, putting yourself out there in a certain way to get that message across. Because it's not just about the race thing. It's about, you know, body positivity as well for me. So right. um, kind of just putting myself out there in a way where I'm like, okay, I still notice like my flabby arms, but am I just going to like embrace that and like help other people Mm. just accept it and embrace it as well? Right. Because, um, because that is such a hot issue. I mean, you're 32. I should mention that because that puts, gives everybody out there in, uh, radio land a reference. (laughs) I mean, I, I think you're awesome looking, um, (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, you know, in the entertainment, if we were going to be in the entertainment world, uh, you know, I get the Hollywood Reporter. I know what those stupid standards are. We all know what that is. And you are, your photographs are so um, professional, you know, so beautifully, beautifully executed as well. So, you know, um, I think particularly in that kind of environment, not fitting a stereotype um, it makes a stronger point when the when the work is so beautifully finished about stereotypes, right? Cool. I don't know. Thank Does you. Does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah. No, that was nice. <laughs> uh, 
So um, I just want to ask you a couple more questions and then we can move yeah. off of this. But I, I'm just like, so I'm imagining um, that you felt like a weirdo outsider. But is that my imagination or did you not feel that way? I did and still do. I don't know if that's strictly just because of my background your, or your, ra- your but, race. My race, but I think I'm just like maybe just a weirdo wacky, anyway. Yeah, like a wacky Forget about the artist rest. person. <laughs> but what about your brothers? Did they feel um, – do you think they were affected by um, – you know, do did they feel like out, outsiders? Do you think they were treated like outsiders? Were you ridiculed? Were you guys made fun of because you were mm-hmm. mixed race, or was it? it accepted? There was like it wasn't. No, it w- we were fairly accepted. I think, That's and um, I always, I was actually really reserved as a young person, and mm-hmm. I was, I was either like my younger brother's sister or my older brother's sister. So I was uh. like, I was never. Like I me. See. Oh, that's nice that so. you had that, like, protection, <laughs> little protection there maybe. And my youngest brother was, like, kind of a football star oh, type. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and my older brother is into, like, music and um, just I think maybe he would say that he felt it a little bit more. But for the most part, we all kind of – yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I can't like maybe reference a specific. So it, it wasn't. They had. It wasn't. It wasn't like a super big deal. No, like we did have some crazy neighbors once that were mm-hmm. super racist and said they were gonna burn a cross mm-hmm. on our front lawn and stuff like that. Cool. Um, and called us Not monkey cool. kids, and <laughs> so it's That's you know crazy. like those weird things like stay in my memory and sure. Um. Yeah, because those are... Uh, but it wasn't an everyday occurrence mm-hmm, either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's lots of reason to be brutalized, but it sounds like your family uh, was pretty well accepted. And it also sounds like, I mean, I'm thinking about, I was going to be, I was going to say, like, I was brutalized because I was in a rich Jewish neighborhood and we didn't have, uh, we lived in an apartment, but... The, n- n- I digress. So <laughs> what I want to say is that um, it seems like your parents... Um, have really good work ethic, I'm thinking. Yeah. And seem like they're pretty good examples and pretty to get maybe fairly together people and uh, manage to get everybody to sort of rise above that a little bit. Definitely. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, my mom is such a people person that we would, Mm. she would, you know, I mean, us as a family, we would go visit lots of friends and um, people of all ages. So... We kind of have a um, way of just yeah, naturally so you, being able to talk with most people. and So, so in a way, it was probably really a strengthening um, thing for aspect for your family because there's something that's, you know, a little unusual that you guys – that probably kept you – you know, probably was bonding in a way and helped you understand how to deal with the difficult of hu- difficulties of humanity – yeah, I think my parents have really strong characters that helped us in also. many ways. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. really that's really inspiring. I'm so glad to hear that, and I'm sure it puts your work in a more positive. You know, you're probably more po- in a more positive way. Which, in other words, like you're 
background might be confusing, but it doesn't also mean that you're necessarily upset or angry or disappointed about it. You may be happy, you know, you may be, I think maybe there's part of it that you, you know, just enjoy playing with. Is that, does that make any sense? Yeah, I think now like that I'm making the work, like when I was younger, I was more quiet and reserved and I didn't really tap into a lot of the things that I'm doing in my work now. So a lot of the times I look at my stuff as kind of being childish, mm-hmm. not in a negative, but like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm asking all these questions now that I wanted to kind of ask when I was younger, but just didn't mm-hmm. know how to like direct my voice, I guess. Okay, this is the last, very last question I just had in my head that I wanted to ask you. And then, then we're going to move completely off this topic. <laughs> okay. Which is, um, did you ever feel like you had to take sides like with your parents that one was, uh, not that your parents would have wanted you to, but did you ever think of like, you had to be more protective of your father because he was black or you didn't like the way you one of them was being treated or did you ever feel like that? Like you had to take sides in any way or any of that? Mm, no. I'm really looking for the for the dirt <laughs> here. I'm trying. I'm trying. No. No, I don't like. No. No, I no, don't think that's so. That's a no. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. That's a no. All right. Good. Uh, so uh, let's talk about how your work, how you became an artist because um, – like I, like we were saying, you're from a small town, and um, I guess your parents are pretty – they're creative people, obviously, right? Definitely, yeah. So creativity must have been encouraged in your household and, and brought forth, right? Is that right? Um, my dad has, like, more of a, like, sensible head on his shoulders in terms of, like, okay, like, what's, what's the next plan? Like, you got to get your degree. You got to get this. You got to – you know, like, you got to kind of get your stuff together so you can be successful, Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily in art, you know. He was kind of like, "Well, what are you going to do? Like, what what's going to put, you know?" Were you good in on school? The table? No, <laughs> I wasn't. I was, um, you know, I I all of my close friends were in honors classes, and I would have to run and hide in the sped classroom. I don't know if I should call it sped. Sorry, what's that mean? Special ed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did, uh, and I like during the hall when everyone's passing in the halls and I would just like hide in the back corner. So I wasn't a good student. I mean, it wasn't I had like um, I have dyslexia and mm-hmm. I was going to just say that I find a lot of really smart, creative people have dyslexia and that's why they don't do well in school. There's a lot. But of I was them. never really told that. So and I for in my town, the school. Look at me. It, I diagnosed that. <laughs> That was I, free, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, it was like the, in the special ed classes, there was, you know, people with severe uh, learning dis- disabilities mm-hmm. or like physical disabilities sure. that needed attention. And then like the disciplinary kids that they would put all in the same right. room. So I kind of then got stuck in the middle of that again, oh, you know, man. so I never really got the specific help to get out of it and then finally like my senior year I was like mom just sign me out of those classes I can get through it you know so I was able to you know Mm -hmm. so you you wound up getting a master's degree from Yale I did so like how did that how did you how did you get there from where we're where we are in high school to, um, to Yale. Okay, I'll make it. I don't know. Just tell me. <laughs> we if only I'm, have like, like three hours. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, so well, you I, developed you as an artist. You went yeah. to undergrad, right? 
Yeah. So what happened after cooking school? I was just like, okay. Oh, I you can't went to cooking this. school yeah. instead of college, or that was college? It was. It was a two-year associates. And then you imagined you were going to have a life in a, like a pastry as a pastry chef. I don't think I imagined that. I just knew I needed to get away from the town that I was ah. grew up. That I grew mm-hmm. up in. Did you do well in pastry school? Um, no, not really, not particular. I mean, I I did what I had to do, but I didn't like excel didn't. in it. I loved decorating, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't enjoy like the science, the science of part, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I excelled in like the decorative aspects right. of it, and. I had a one particular chef that um, I think could see that I was like struggling and didn't really know what I wanted to do next. And um, mm-hmm. he encouraged me to do these different art things. Like uh, he would give me like little assignments. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, and uh, you know he he told me he had gone to RISD before that for um, in design school. Um, I think he said furniture design. It's kind of slipping my mind now, but. Um, so he was really supportive and I I was making all these things that I wasn't really like tapping into before and mm-hmm. um, so it encouraged me to like because I was kind of deciding the school was turning into a four-year program mm-hmm. and I was like should I try and stay on for two more years but it wasn't really my passion. So he kind of encouraged me with those projects to like maybe you know just get your associates and then um, I moved back home and went to Greenfield Community College. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where everything kind of started to make sense for me. I was like, wow, I like I'm doing art. I just kind of took all like, you know, drawing, mm-hmm. um, intro to photo and mm-hmm. all the basics and just fell in love with you that. Found, I was like, found oh, yourself. I found something I'm good at, that feeling, because I felt like in high school, I'm not good at anything. Yeah. You know? No, I know that feeling too. So, so, um, so you found that you were really connected to the art you were making, and then you applied to Yale. Is that no? You went. Tw- it wasn't you that applied easy. Twice, <laughs> twice, right? Yeah. Well, I went to uh, I went to, uh, for undergrad. I went to Mass College of Art in Boston. So for mm-hmm. like three years at community college, I transferred over to uh, Mass College of Art in Boston, um, and graduated in '07. And then took another year or two off, just kind of, I worked some, like, pastry jobs Mm -hmm. and different things like that. Um, Started, during those times, I would go back to the community college and just take a class here and there. Um, I had this one uh, photography teacher, Tom Young, who was just an incredible mentor, and I just... So you had people who really saw your talent and tried to help you shape shape it yourself, and um, so what led you to apply to... Well, you applied to Yale twice, right? Yeah, well, I I was kind of at an in-between point. I was taking a class at GCC, but then I, you know, was done, and then I ran into one of my, um, my painting and drawing teacher at Target, and he was like, so when are you applying to grad school? And I was like, oh, I didn't really think that was an option for me. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it just kind of got the wheels turning, and um, I just started looking up, because I was mostly into photography, Mm -hmm. um, and I just started looking up the best programs. It was kind Mm -hmm. of between Yale and RISD, but Mm -hmm. I had already lived in Rhode Island where the Mm -hmm. cooking school was, and I was just like... So you must have been really excited. How did how did being at um, Yale affect you? Like, what? How did it affect your work? Like, what was it like? When I mean, it must have been kind of shocking when you first got there. I imagine from like a, being from a small town. I mean, I guess you had an undergrad degree, or what was it like when you first got there? 
Um, well, it's a highly competitive program, and it's also a very traditional program mm-hmm. in terms of um, the type of photography that's made there. Um, and the stuff that I applied with was more traditional mm. um, because my teacher at the community college, Tom Young, was also from a very traditional background. Um, so um, I grew up with like being influenced by all these great um, white male photographers but uh-huh. um uh and was photographing in in the town that i lived in in wendell which is not too far from orange um mm-hmm. and was photographing like my community and the people in town that i was ringing up at the wendell country so store it was, was pretty normal stuff when you started and did yeah, you find- i would put myself in the pictures and like uh-huh. i would photograph myself in their spaces with that idea of like do i fit here does this make sense that i'm in this space mm-hmm. where do i belong kind of thing Oh, that sounds really interesting. So that's how you first started doing that. Yeah. But you found Yale to be, I've read that you found Yale to be, did you find it to be restrictive to be in a school, like a school kind of environment, like where they have certain ideas or? No, I actually love the school environment, but restrictive in the way that um, I was starting to create outside of the box that I applied with, um, the work that I applied with. Um and just making all sorts of stuff. Like I kind of really at the beginning turned the the camera on my family. I was mm-hmm. I applied with black and white photography. Mm-hmm. I started shooting color. Um, I was also making these lip sync videos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I remember a friend of mine telling me like this is where you just like kind of take chances and do whatever comes to mind because mm-hmm. once you get out there in the world. Right. Like you can't kind of like take right. that back, you know? Right, right. So there was a lot of playing and um, it was also a transition with the school that um, Todd Papa George, who was the head of the department for so long and kind of made it that amazing um, school that it was and is still, but just a different um, a different vibe that uh, Gregory Crutzen is now the head uh, and bringing to the program. So I got in when Todd was still there for a year Uh and then the second year he wasn't there. So it was like a... So has it changed? Did it change when Gregory Crudson took over? Um, I just, I don't, I don't know if it's, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. No, I don't know how to explain like if it's a change in necessarily the faculty. Maybe not good or bad, but maybe the vibe is just, it was more, um, a little less rigid, maybe was became more rigid or less rigid i think less rigid i mean todd knows what he likes in a very Mm -hmm. specific way and grew up or and photographed in a in a very um Mm -hmm. traditional way and makes so it became less rigid i think so and that's a good thing right yeah, I mean, not that the stuff I was putting up on the walls still like clicked with everybody. It didn't. A lot really? of time, a lot of times they were just like, "Well, where are the photos?" Oh, <laughs> uh, because you were using like not photographic. Yeah, items. I was working on. I was photographing myself as characters, but I was also making shoes and collage right. and video. So was that difficult for the people at school? Was that difficult? Was that not for the faculty? Yeah, or the. The system? Um, I think it just like our whole, my whole class was kind of in that mode. Yeah. So I, like I, what I was trying to say about um, the changes, I think it de- also depends on the 
10 group of students that are in the program mm-hmm. at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were all kind of feeding off each other and just right. going outside of that tradition right. a little and bit. probably a lot of them are still your friends today. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I've been to a bunch of SVA uh, photography uh, salons, a lot of them, and it never feels like it's just photography to me, I'll tell you that much. So, um, yeah, so um, let's talk about you, like how you must be sick of um, being compared to Cindy Sherman. So that comes up a lot, right? What happened there in school? Did you start hearing that or? Yeah, um, that's a very common thing, at least for everyone. For everyone. Yeah, just, um, you know, oh, do you know this person's work? And it's like, um, yes, obviously, I know Cindy Sherman's work and she's she's amazing and i'm doing something a bit different you know i know because one time i almost i mean i was thinking about making this painting that said something like my work is just like cindy sherman's because <laughs> that's like a cliche isn't it it feels and i mean i also even from her perspective it's just like she's probably like no that's not like mine either you know but but i also think that um your work has a certain kind of vulnerability i don't no, you know, I'm just going to rag on Cindy Sherman a little because it's fun for me. <laughs> and uh, I'm not a photographer. I don't have to, like, have a really strong opinion or it doesn't affect me in the same way. But um, I think her work and also, you know, I'm in her age group. I've seen the work from the beginning. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of her work is is really amazing. Um, and she's, you know, she's she's great artist and a hard worker and I'm sure, you know, all that stuff, right? But I still, what bothers me, and this isn't even her fault, what bothers me about her is the symbol she's become in the art world, that she's, like, I just think, uh, I just think, you know, you know, she it's she's safe. I just find, I just find, I just find her work has become very safe. Do you, Do you know what I mean? I definitely hear what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think that like you and I think a lot of other people, I think there's that her work um, lacks some vulnerability. And I think she, as a per- person, as a art world participant or whatever, is able to, like, I get mad at her because she's like the Beyonce of the art world. <laughs> You know what I mean? She doesn't ever have to say anything. She doesn't ever have to show up anywhere. Her work just goes sky high. People are always like enamored with her. And like where she's like to me, what makes me mad is how uh, un how hidden she is behind her work, and how everyone is so happy with that because they're comfortable with it. Am I, do I do, do I just sound angry like an angry bitter old lady or <laughs> it sounds like um you might have to interview yourself after no I'm just joking yeah no I I'm I've I've given up you know I've been in therapy since I was 18 I'm still working on it but you know my you know I am I I am fully neurotic in every way that I am and I'm trying I've tried to manage I'm coping I'm not curing I'm coping with myself so what what is that does that ever I think when she when her work came out like she's everything that you were describing about my stuff you know like mm-hmm. um and so um I think because her name is more familiar that it maybe the work isn't being um delved into as much 
as it was when it first came out. I don't know. Hmm. So, and I mean, everyone also is just like looking for the next new thing. That's true, too. So, I mean, I don't think it's fair to write it off in any way, but it's... No, I'm not writing it off. I'm just... What bothers me is how the art world applauds the lack of risk-taking and vulnerability, particularly the vulnerability, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we don't know, like, vulnerability is each person's own kind of boundaries and, like... So hers are different than mine and, and you know, anyone else's. So, Well, when I think of the, um, the like, the, um, you know, the film series, those seem very um, – she's portrayed in a fairly glamorous way, no? Mm, yeah. Whereas you're portrayed in a pretty – in, like, all sorts of ways, and some of them are pretty, like, um, not glamorous. But my – my characters are, you know, reflections of myself and my own thoughts of myself a lot of times mm-hmm. or people that I grew up around or, you know, and appreciating the not so glamorous as much as because some of the characters I do like, you know, get more done up or whatever. But I trashy. <laughs> So, when when people like uh, something I thought about when you're doing the Cindy Sherman comparison thing is that I don't think of her as the first person. I think of drag culture altogether when I think about the stuff that I do in terms of dressing up mm-hmm. and just yeah. kind of playing up all of your things, like whether they're good or bad in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. what's popular mm-hmm. or what's seen as ideal mm-hmm. and just embracing that. Mm-hmm. So what do you learn? What have you learned? What kinds of things do you learn? I mean, this is a broad question, but what kinds of things do you learn about yourself from your characters? Uh, like, what have you learned? Have I mean, do, do you find like you didn't know you had that side to yourself and things like that or how people respond to them? Yeah, the response to the work is what kind of um, kind of drives me in terms of like the next move that I make in terms of what I make if I'm not getting mm-hmm. the point across if people are asking questions that I don't find I want the work to be asked in that way um, mm-hmm. or seen in that way then I'm like okay I need to like mm-hmm. direct it more like this but um, yeah for someone to look at one of the portraits where you know more recently I'm in a bathing suit on Venice Beach and I know in the moment when I was working on that I felt very Mm self-conscious and there's a part there's something that happens when I'm looking at the lens and I'm thinking about um you know what I'm trying to get across and trying Mm -hmm. to block out you know the hot surfers walking by me and Mm -hmm. them maybe thinking what the heck oh I think she's doing because you're standing there in a bathing suit on Venice Beach trying to photograph yourself yeah and I don't really just go to the beach and hang out anyway. It's not my... Right. You look like you'd get sunburn. <laughs> I tanned very nicely, red hair? actually. Oh, well, that's good mm. to hear. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> it's a red hair thing, you know. <laughs> so um, you take pictures of yourself. So how do you how do you do that? How do you set it up? Like, where do you look? Is that a really naive photography? Where do I look? Like, how do you know... I usually go out with a friend 
So uh-huh. I'm never out by myself, but I'm never really with the same person. So, um, But how do you know like that you're going to get a good photograph if you're in the photograph? Well, it's a digital camera, so you can see it right away. You, you take the picture, you, oh. you move, you look at it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I yeah. got it. See, isn't that like a dumb question? <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> and you have a uh, thing that, what do they call that, a remote thing? Nope, I'm not. Nope. I'm so over you, the remote. It, so I how do you do it? I ask the person to push the button. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, so you're not the photographer at all then. You know, in copyright laws, that person owns all your photographs, I think. Tell that to Gregory Crutzen. You don't ask him who's pushing the button, do you? He's not. Well, if you see his videos on how his work is made. No, I have He's got a whole team. I've it's, seen the work. It's the vision. It's the concept. You know, it's I'll, a lot. You know? I'll tell you something. I was dating a guy who went to Yale with him, and I went to one of his first openings and after parties at, El Te- at Teddy's. Teddy's, not El Teddy's, in New York City in like the 80s. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't really remember me. <laughs> no, it was really funny. He had a beautiful wife, so I've seen his career develop. But I probably know. You know, I don't know how. He, yeah, it's like movies. He's yeah. He's it's turned into movie sets. It wasn't in the beginning. It's a it's a mix of movie and like out in the world. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. lot. It's a big production, but big production. It's pretty amazing. Yes, and, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so, um, what do you have? We, you know, we have 15 minutes left. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to say this, so that as a self-proclaimed psychotherapist, I'm going to say you are way more well-adjusted than I am. And I might've even imagined (laughs) you are really well-adjusted. Oh, stop. I think so. I think so. I think part of it is because you have a, um, really good relationship with your mother. Is that right? That. I think that's is true. Is that stabilizing for you? It is. It's huge. Like, I can call her and text her and all that. You know, she's like there no matter what. And and your aesthetic, I'm guessing, is somewhat the same in some way. Or she, or you are, an, you, you are an extension of her creatively or part of I would I wouldn't want to put it that bluntly, but I just did. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? You guys relate. You guys relate creatively and aesthetically, right? Am I right? Yeah, I think so. I mm-hmm. think I'm more trying to organize her clutter in a way. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, you know, people will walk into the installations and say, well, whose space is this? And it's it's not a specific space that I'm recreating. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this made-up world that right. I could see myself living in. But um, – our references from like my grandparents' homes and mm-hmm. you know movie references, John Waters, mm-hmm. um, big influence. Yeah, we love him. He's around a lot in New York. Have you ever met him? I haven't. Mm. You I, would if you were here. You I should gave him. him two of my posters of my characters once. I went to Baltimore to see ah. my because my mom used to live in Baltimore, so mm-hmm. and she actually lived um, upstairs from Edith. Massey's, oh yes, yes, uh, yes. My brother lives in shop. Baltimore. Yes. So my oldest brother was actually, you know, Edie would babysit him. Oh time no, to kidding! Time. <laughs> really? And That's my mom awesome. has some old shots of, um, you know, John and Edie at, oh, at parties wow. and stuff. So they're really three dimensional people to you. Yeah, I think uh, my so mom cool. would tell me stories about that time when she lived in Baltimore, how she got a gold tooth and. Just really being in the black neighborhood, and wow. it's just like 
I think I just sounds- wanted to. Uh, I think of the a lot of times the characters to me are like if I was, you know, if my mom and I were the same age when she was mm-hmm. my age, mm-hmm. like who I would be wow. if I was hanging out with her. <laughs> wow. Do you tell her that she knows that, right? Oh, uh, she does now. If she's you never listening. said that to her? <laughs> oh, she would love to hear that. That's the most endearing thing I've ever heard. Aww. I think that's so sweet. Not ever, but yeah, no, that's sweet. <laughs> Mom, you're <laughs> awesome. Look what you've done. Um, Hi, Mom. <laughs> uh, be nice to your mother. Your mother is your mother listening to this right now? You think she? I I don't know if she quite figured out the technology of it all, but mm. she she was trying. And if well, not, she will be listening. It replays to it later. on uh, sa- Saturday morning at uh, eleven a.m. and then on Monday morning at five a.m. If you're in Europe, you can listen to it. You're probably up. <laughs> and then we'll put it on. Um, we archive it on our site and uh, Mixcloud, so she will have plenty of opportunity to hear it. Uh, so you know, something you said was interesting. Um, did you feel like you brought up? You had a lot of clutter b- being brought up. <laughs> Do you? My mom has uh, a very good eye for things, and she can get a deal very well. Mm-hmm. So she has an amazing collection of things that I can source from for my mm-hmm. own work. But is there part of you that wants to organize that or take charge of that or control that in some way? That's just a psychological stupid yeah, question. Um, I think I not necessarily that I have to control her stuff, but for myself, I'm like, okay, I want I want to have these cool things but also have – some sort of organization to it as well. Did you feel like she wasn't as organized as you would have been? Did you ever feel like there was just too much crap around? Come on, <laughs> let's hear it. Yeah, there's a lot of crap around. <laughs> but when you were a kid, you look, mom, you get you get free free, you know, free whatever. You were great. You obviously did an awesome job. We're 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 talking about it, but <laughs> did you ever think when you were growing up like there's just too much crap in here? I wish we could get rid of some of this crap or put it in a box or something. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, mom, we should open our own store and just have like a cool like shop that people would come to. <laughs> so, I'm going to venture and say maybe that's somewhat of a motivation for you. Maybe. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is great, you know? I think you are really fucking mature and well put together and just <laughs> sharp and smart. It's really Aww. threatening. Jesus. <laughs> like half my, no, not half my age, but you. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, but your mom, I'm sure you, you know, your family does sound awesome. I wish they were here. I want to meet them all now. I want to, can I come over for Thanksgiving this year, you think? Uh, yeah. Where's could, it going to be? <laughs> Massachusetts. All right. Let me know. I don't know. My brother is getting married in July, so. Could I come to that? Yeah. Maybe you should come to that. Where is it? I do want to come. Where is it? I totally want to come. He's going to be like, you just invited people. Where is it? Uh, he's getting married in Plymouth, Mass. Oh, what I, I oh what day? Because I'm booking a no. You gotta invite me. I bet it's a great family. I'd love to see it. I don't even get a plus one, man. <laughs> really? You don't? Oh, because no. it's tight budget. No, they just. I don't think they think I'm gonna be with anyone. I'm actually in. Well, the I was wedding. just gonna ask you. Well, no surprise there. I was just gonna ask you. I wanted to talk about dating and boy. Are you? Are I never assume? Are you heterosexual, <laughs> bisexual, pansexual? I'm label free, but I like boys. <laughs> uh huh. So, how's have you had a lot of boyfriends, or do you have yeah, a boyfriend it's just now? Like we don't have time to get into it. No, I'm just joking. Um, no, I've had like three, one, two. 
<laughs> have you had stable relationships? I'm guessing you have. Not really. No? No. Why do you think that is? Are guys threatened by your, you know, weirdness? Maybe. Your weird femininity? <laughs> that it's not put into, like, uh, a simple box? Meaning, like, you have somebody, you're a complicated person. Visual, You know, you visualize your self-image in many, many ways. I mm-hmm. mean, that's complicated for a dude, right? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. So what happens with guys? <laughs> Do you go out on dates? Oh, we have, I don't we're a little go, shy like, here. Ah, <laughs> oh, we don't want to. I go, like, uh, like I'm on uh, those dating sites, and yeah. I always get these guys you know, like I could potentially be going on a date every night, but I, I'm, I have this fear that they're gonna like I'm gonna show up and they're gonna be like, wait, you don't look like your picture. That's why. Like what picture do you put on there? <laughs> I don't know, but their pictures usually guys don't have the best pictures on there, and I'm just like, well, obviously I'm gonna like I'm a I'm a photographer and I photograph. Hey, myself. you avoided that question. <laughs> what picture? Because that's I have a real several. Like you can put more than one picture. So, but do you? But are they like just normal just pictures? My, yeah, or are they yeah. Create, you know, I might not your like, art project pictures. No, I might put one or two of those just so they know, like that. But, I'm a weirdo. But it's clear that they're art pictures. Yeah. Okay. Because I'll have like a wig on. Or okay. Okay. So, what, do you meet guys through your artwork? You know, like guy, other art guys, or you know, I don't. How about a rich collector, somebody like that? I mean, do people meet? You must meet a lot of people through making. Your I meet work a lot of exhibiting. people, but I don't. I have like zero game and I'm really I have a hard time picking up if someone was maybe flirting with me. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think that guys are intimidated in that situation cuz you're the artist and stuff like that? I don't really think about it that much. I just assume that I'm not like usually the guy that I like doesn't like me or at least it seems like that and then mm. the guys that like me I'm just like sorry, let's be friends. Mm. <laughs> so when was your last so have you had a boyfriend at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah. was that recently? At all? <laughs> um, not that recent. <laughs> We've got a little bit this of an intimacy a- <laughs> problem here. We don't know what it is, but but uh, there's a lot of giggling going on. I think we should get your mom on the phone. She probably understands. Um, <laughs> she's she was asking me if there was any um, potential that there was a hot guy sitting next to me on the train down here. So she's. Uh, do you feel pressure to. from your mother? Not. Maybe more recently, but not not really. I don't think you should feel pressure. I think that um, I think that um, your message is of who you are is so complicated. Meaning, like that you have so many characters built into this one person, and you're exploring all the characters. Yeah, that the message that you put out into the world for um, a guy it might be confusing, or it's it's not simple to them. You know what I mean? They can't just go like. Oh, it's it's so they it may it may make them uncomfortable because what we don't know, we you know, it's all instinctual and guys are kind of simple. Hello. <laughs> no, uh, I hey kind now. of hate uh, the idea of going on dates like on through online. Mm-hmm. So I just I kind of just want to put myself out in the world through my art the best way that I can, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the realest way that I can. Mm-hmm. And just hopefully the right mm-hmm. guy will We'll bump into each other and the conversation yeah. will start. Yeah. It's less pressure. I don't want to like have to show up somewhere. With no, all I these get it. I get it. I just, just want to make sure that, um, you know, that you don't get, get like anxious. And, you know, what's weird about you too is I'm getting, or uh, weird is the wrong word, but 
I think what's also complicated is that you people are going to assume that you're like that you you know like when you start giggling like you have a really shy side right yeah definitely okay so we don't think that we don't think that and guys are you know they may not pick up on that they they are they are not going to think you're shy right that's what i'm guessing and mm-hmm. i think that could be an obstacle to meeting meeting guys right does that make sense to you that does make sense so um i think it's really i think it would be good good if you know, as uh, I'll write you this prescription, but I would say that uh, you know it might be good to 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 be um, compassionate to guys and assume that they like you, which they probably do. <laughs> um, you know, because you're pretty charming and appealing and a lot of things, and you have charisma and all that stuff. So I would like start off thinking that the guy is uh, that you're a little shy, but the guy doesn't know that you're shy. So a little compassion um, and reach out to him. Because yeah. a real asshole, you're not going to, you're just never, <laughs> You're that's going to be a ship in the night. You know what I mean? A guy who's like super out, you know, confident and cocky, that's a ship in the night with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they don't want you, you don't want them. Right. So I'm going to say that the guy that you're going to connect with is going to be a little bit shy and you're, you know, just somebody, you know, if you notice a guy and he's standing by himself, you know, think, don't think like what's going to happen. Think like uh, there's somebody that I bet could use a friend. Right. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I like okay. that idea of like being like friends and then it just being like, wow, we just click on all these levels. Like, yeah. And, also- and I'm attracted to you. Let's. Yeah, Let's and you know what? Attraction doesn't—that's not the first thing. That doesn't necessarily be the first thing. You know, people, yeah. people don't people don't realize that. So we've got two minutes left. Is there anything? What do you have coming up that we can talk about that uh, we can promote? Let's promote. Let's promote your gallery. Let's promote oh, yeah. you, Shulamit Nazarian Gallery. And and what's the address? Uh, Seventeen Venice Boulevard. Mm-hmm. If you reach the ocean, you've gone too far. They're right on the. Uh, Edge there. <laughs> I'd love to have anything to do with the gallery where the where the where the problem was that too far you'd be in the ocean. <laughs> I want to I want to visit a gallery like that. Just go there where I'm close to the ocean. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. they're they're great. Um, and do you, I don't know where do I'm. You, do you have anything coming up in the near future? Or? I don't. I've been going like crazy. Since um, I had spring a, break was huge. And yeah, you had a solo and show. I had a solo show right before yeah. that, and I came up with all new work for spring break. So oh, you did. I'm wow. just kind of taking a small break and just you know connecting enjoying, with people, enjoying yourself a little. Yeah, bit. but just kind of connecting with people yeah. and like coming I'm loving out. New York, and it's it's yeah. great coming out of the basement, as it were. <laughs> You're in the basement, I'm right in the basement here. Right, now. right, right. <laughs> uh, I. Oh, yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, you you can add me on Instagram. Okay, we'll do <laughs> Creative that. Creative Curvy Ginger. Okay, we'll do that. See, not that. Sh- Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit.